The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Black Male Archives. I am your host, Rodney Freeman, and I have Steve Wilson with me today. Sir, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad that we uh, connected. We connected over LinkedIn. Uh, I see that you were doing some good things with Chicago Scholars, but you are in school right now. What school do you attend? I attend the Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. And what year are you in the school? Um, I'm in my third year. In your third year. Okay. So how's it been going to school so far? Um, it's It's been a journey. I would, yeah. that, That's my key word for my whole experience. It's been a journey. Um, a lot of different learning experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's really just been eye-opening, um, mm-hmm. to say the least. Uh, I'm a first-generation college student, so I'm the first person that ever, like, travel outside of where I lived um, yeah. to go into attend school. Um, and so it's been a blessing. It's been a, a, a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. And I've just been learning a lot about myself. So and I can't really complain about the experience I've been learning. Yeah. A lot of experiences um, and just becoming a better person in general. That's, man, that's what's up. Where are you from? And, like, let's talk to us a little bit about your journey, too. Yeah, I'm I'm from Chicago, um, yeah, my hometown, and my journey. Uh, I mean, I'm just a, a child that came from hardworking parents. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear us in my background. Yeah, that's all right. We just keep it moving. Yeah, um, but uh, my parents, my dad, he he went into the trades, mm-hmm. um, and so he he works as a um, stationary um I think stationary engineer right now um and that kind of sparked like my interest in, in stem mm-hmm. uh, he he always used to fix things around the house and he always used to fix things for other people as well so yeah. uh, he's always hands-on and um so it's the importance of hard work mm-hmm. and uh, just staying on a track with your goals and things like that. So uh, definitely is a pivotal um, pillar in my foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just like any other uh, black male growing up in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, I can't say just like, because I did have a, a solid uh, family figure, mm-hmm. um, family support, things like that. But um, I think that it was always, it was always a, um, I guess an image of what black males are like in Chicago, mm. uh, just especially growing up um, in the, the era where I grew up in, where social media and like the, the media was really catching on. And I mean, Chicago already had its like reputation and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but I think that growing up in the you know, like the 2000s when I grew up, I was born in 2000. So mm-hmm. I think that um, it was an interesting period because. There's a lot of people being that was famous from Chicago that was mm-hmm. mainstream too. So I think that I, in a sense, I never really wanted to be like anybody else but myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I did have a lot of different friends. I had a lot of friends from all different types of walks of life. Um, mm-hmm. My family was from all different types of walks of life. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. I think I had a real diverse like viewpoint on like the world in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, even that is a relative statement, but um, 
I think that it's been giving me like the foresight to kind of be like more observant and really see things from a different point of view. Yeah. Um, I think that that's helped me excel to where I am right now. Yeah. Talk to us about, uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm from Chicago too. And, you know, um, uh, we, we are from different generations. So talk to us about the generation that you grew up in and the, the things that you had to deal with is very, it's vastly different from what I had to deal with. You know, we didn't have the social media. We, you know, we, we had to cut it off at eight o'clock at night if we wanted to be on the landline. So, I mean, but you know, you guys is it's 24 seven, right. You know, So so talk to us about that that struggle and you know how you were able to kind of stay on this this track to to go to college. I mean <clears throat> I can't say that it was a struggle for me. Okay. Um but I think that every every like every child that was growing up in the era which I grew up in was seeing the different influences and things like that. And it's like seeing what's popular. And, you know, I think that it really takes a, a child that like has a good foundation to kind of not be drawn to those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like just, just with everything, I think that the music really had a real, a real important um, hold on us. And it, it kind of mm-hmm. still does. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that, I mean, growing up in 2012, I mean, everybody was listening to um, Chief Keef and Lil mm-hmm. Durk, I mean, all those type of people. Yeah. Um, heard. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that it kind of is it's interesting because it's people that actually live the experiences that they live. And those are valid portrayals of the way that they live. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of children in Chicago, a lot of children didn't grow up like that. I didn't grow up like that. Um, so I think that the important thing was noticing, like, I can appreciate the music or whatever, but I got to understand who I am mm. and, um, and not try to be somebody that I'm not. Um, so I think that that if we talking about struggles, that was probably a, a struggle in what you're asking. I think mm-hmm. that may have been a struggle. Um mm-hmm. On top of that, it was just, um, I think that just not being hyper alert and hyper aware as children, just because of all the, the violence that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that myself, like, I feel like I've always just been alert. Like, um, it was, it's, I feel like now that I'm growing and I'm getting older, I'm 22 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I might remove from that environment and I'm in college and it's I'm learning that it's hard for me to relax sometimes. And mm-hmm. I think that um I think that is it's it's two different it's two different reasons for that. One is just another part of my personality that's mm-hmm. just ambitious and I always feel like I need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. But another part of that is just like comfortability. So mm-hmm. I feel like when you're in Chicago you you like you're forced to try to be in control of your environment, but you can never really be in control of your environment because anything can happen anywhere. So mm-hmm. it's just always on edge in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that kind of affected me coming to um, Ohio State because it was hard for me to 
get friends um, in the beginning stages. It was hard for me to like trust people. Because um, these are people that's coming from all different types of walks of life, all different states and things like that. And they they have a perception of how people from Chicago act. And they have a perception of the way that we live, too. And, and they will tell you. And <laughs> yeah, um, I think that that was a... I can't say that it was something that I got over because it's not something that I think that I need to get over. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't feel like I need to change everybody's perspective on how I'm supposed to act. Like, I think that's for them to do. But I think that I will show you that. Yeah. Yeah. What real is. Like, I will show you that people like me do come out of Chicago and do great things. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, this is awesome, man. I'm I'm glad you're um you're talking about this and just you know it, it seems like um you also have this resilience to to just want to you know like you said you already said you you know your ambitions but you have this resilience to kind of continue to progress talk mm-hmm. to me about where where did that come from you know where did that motivation come from and then also let's then we can get into like you know what you what you're studying in but but yeah, yeah. where did that come from you know, I I like to say that all roads kind of lead back to my parents and my dad. Um, mm. I think that yeah, he really instilled hard work. If you want to ask me why I learned hard work and like discipline and sacrifice from, I mm. learned it from him. Um, and I think that uh, I think that uh, him and then I had other other like figures. That I will look at. Um, I it may be it may sound funny, but I always looked up to Derrick Rose. Um, okay. Derrick, Derrick Rose is my favorite basketball player. He still is. Yeah, um, will forever be. I think that just his demeanor and his mentality and how he approached things, mm-hmm. his tenacity. Um, he just he wouldn't accept no for an answer, and he didn't. It was just straightforward. I'm working, like yeah. you know. Every when you see, if you've seen Derrick Rose play, you know it's not too much emotion. It's just work. Yeah. Um, so I think that those um, two figures definitely had a, a real big influence on yeah. why I, I am so ambitious. Yeah, yeah. And talk. So talk to us about this uh, career path that you're going down. Uh, yeah. Believe in mechanical engineering. Talk to us about how you. Yeah. How you found out about that, and then why, why, why mechanical engineering? Yeah. Um, so I've I've been in, like I said, I've I've known about um, engineering and different engineering concepts um, since I was young because my my father. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, at, at one point when I was a child, I wanted to be an orth- orthopedic surgeon, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, and which I, I definitely want to tie back to this because that's a very important connection that I just made. I never said it. I never thought about it until I just said it out loud. Mm-hmm. But I used to sprain my ankle all the time when I was playing basketball. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to just leave that right there. But um, <laughs> I think that I knew that I wanted to be an engineer. I was in my eighth grade math class and we were doing algebra. And like I said, I used to play basketball all the time. Mm-hmm. And my every grade teacher was teaching teaching us about parabolas and and um because we was going over the uh um what is it um what's the formula 
can't think about it right now. Um, Pythagorean theorem with Pythagorean theorem or no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It was, a Pythagorean theorem. It, was, <laughs> it was like that. Anyway, um, I'm the wrong person. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to say the formulas. Yeah, but um, he took us to the basketball court, mm-hmm. um, and he made us shoot basketballs. And he was like, "That's the the motion in which the basketball creates is the same thing that a parabola is, um, mm-hmm. and the path that the basketball travel travels is the same path that par- parabolas create." You can extract all different types of data from that and things like that. Um, and so I knew then that I wanted to be an engineer because, I mean, then he even went further to break it down how engineers work on things like roller coasters and things like that. And it just seemed fun. It just mm-hmm. seemed like it was fun because it explained why things happen in the world mm-hmm. and how you could do things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, that, and that was just that was just my belief at that point. Um, I can keep going about how how I still think about it now, but I'm I'm gonna yeah. keep it there. <laughs> so, um, I think that moving forward from eighth grade, I went to Limbloom Limbloom Math and Science Academy, um, and they have an engineering program. So I was in engineering classes my freshman year through senior year. Mm-hmm. So I was doing going throughout that curriculum. Um. And that was just keep, it just kept on building like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I found out what the National Society of Black Engineers was. Mm. Um, I attended a couple of events um, on my own and really pursued understanding what that was. When I found out that the founders were from Chicago, um, mm-hmm. outside of uh, Arthur Bond, which is their advisor, but when I found out that the founders were from Chicago, the Chicago Six, that even that made me more proudful, prideful. And then I found out. Let me get it right. I believe five of the founders out of the Chicago Six mm-hmm. went to Wimbledon. Mm. So. But don't quote me on that. I believe so, but I haven't said it in so long. <laughs> so we got to do we got to do some 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 research on that one. Yeah, I know for sure three of them did. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I want to say five of them did, and then the yeah. other one went to Morgan Park, I think. Mm. Um, but the, that just kept on igniting my you know my fire. Yeah. Um, they're from Chicago. Five of them went to Limbloom. I'm from Chicago. I went to Limbloom. It just made me feel prideful of where I was and like what I was doing because yeah. they've created an organization and that's nationwide, world, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Is impacting um, the youth. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I joined, I created, well, I didn't, I can't say that I created, but I was a part of um, the creation of the first Nesby Junior chapter okay. at Limbloom. Um, and so I served uh, as an officer mm-hmm. um, my junior and my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I was that's been my journey from high school. And then when I get to got to college, um it was the same thing. You know, I I, I already knew what my focus was. So mm-hmm. it didn't really at that point I didn't think that I needed more mm-hmm. uh, motivation until I stumbled across a concept which is called uh biomechanics. Um 
And so that leads me to where I am today. I, um, biomechanics is like the combination of, um, you got bio, which is the body, then mechanics, which is like mechanisms, like moving, um, moving things. And so when you look at the body is, the body is a machine. Mm -hmm. We have different levers and um, different systems, things like that, that make us move efficiently. And uh, when we're not in balance and we're not moving efficiently, that creates, um, I mean, to us, it results in like pain or Mm -hmm. like just when you think about sports, it results in lack of performance and things like that. Mm-hmm. So now that I mentioned sports, I could tie it back to my my initial um, <laughs> my initial um, career aspirations was to be the orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, um, because I, I always sprained my ankle. Yeah, um, but now since I like engineering, yeah, and I like sports. I can do biomechanics and it kind of combine the best of both worlds for me. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I am now. I am, I'm really interested in studying biomechanics. I've been uh, studying it a bit with my internship yeah. um, at Boeing right now. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking to progress through that. And how is, how was that internship at Boeing? What are they, what's, what's, how, how are you liking that? What, what do they have you doing? Um, so I last summer I interned with Boeing and I was working on triple seven X. That's the new the new um, commercial airline plane they have coming out, mm-hmm. um, and it's supposed to be like the, the biggest um, commercial airline plane. Um, so I was working on that specifically in the wing department um, mm-hmm. and electrical and hard parts, which is like. Um, mechanics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had worked on a couple of parts that were um, I needed some redesigning in that area. I can't really speak too much on it because um, yeah. it's yeah. wrong. Um, right. But yeah, that's uh, I was doing some some uh, some design and in, um, in the wing compartments. Then um, fast forward to now. I am um, working in product development mm-hmm. as an intern, mm-hmm. um, and they just they ensure that the factories in which that the planes are being um, manufactured mm-hmm. they, um, they 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 run efficiently, mm-hmm. and it's really a it's an integral part of the of the business because it's like more of a strategic planning type of um, part of mm-hmm. engineering. Mm-hmm. In which it's like um, understanding um, understanding the needs of the people that's in the in the factory that's on the floor working, um, mm-hmm. understanding the processes, mm-hmm. in which how the things are created, like where we get our the base of our plane, which is called the fuselage, where we get that from, and then and then the different flow days in which the assemblies. Um, yeah. For the plane are supposed to how everything is supposed to be facilitated in each day in the progress of the manufacturing. Um, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting road because it's like I I, I like planning, um, I like uh, organization, and I like processes. And um, although I do need to become more organized in my daily life, <laughs> I do like I like to see it applied. In engineering because engineering is so cool because it's like it's not so much that I'm an engineer. Mm-hmm. 
it's like I'm a problem solver and mm-hmm. I didn't go to school specifically to become an engineer. If you think about I came, I went to school to get the tools to be able to pro- solve problems at a high level. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can approach you can approach anything in the world with an engineering mindset mm-hmm. as long as you have the tools and the knowledge to be able to break down that problem to get the desired result. Um, and so, um, yeah, that's that's that. And then I'm also working with um, the human factors and yeah. er- ergonomics at Boeing because um, of my interest in biomechanics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Man, Steve, this has been really great just to hear, you know, your your I don't know what to say, you know, really hearing your story, your your journey in college, but you know, just being able to talk to someone of this this newer generation for me is really uh, is very impactful and I'm I'm glad that we had this opportunity to sit down um and talk and and really capture your, your story to, to share with other listeners um, that I know definitely can relate. Um, So um, can you tell everyone else what, if there's any other projects that you're working on and then also where they can follow you on social media? Yeah. yeah, Go ahead. For sure. Um, I was, I was hoping you asked this question. Um, (laughs) So in 2020, I started a nonprofit. It's called um, unprecedented Chicago. And basically, it's a it's a peer mentoring organization, and um, it it kind of mirrors the the way that I was brought up, and it mirrors the support that I had along my journey that I spoke of previously. I didn't speak about all the people that helped me throughout that journey, um, and so it's really just a me paying it paying it forward to the next generation, and um, and and um, trying to get a lot of guys out of Chicago that um, that need support. Uh, to help them reach the potential that they can. Because I believe that in the communities of Chicago, <clears throat> it's a lot of untapped potential. And I think that nobody is innately like born with um, with bad intentions. I think that it's about how you formulate that, that child. And so I feel like having the right resources, having the right support systems is important. Um, and so that's what I hope to provide with um, with my nonprofit. And so for the past couple of years, uh, we've given away, we've supported about 16 scholars and we've awarded about, mm, I want to say $12,000, mm. um, $12,000 in scholarship. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah, scholarships, and then we've also connected them with mentors. Yeah, um, we've served as mentors. Me personally, and my co-founder Winston Reed, who also went to London, um, we supported them and uh, tried to help them along their journey. While we're we're on the same journey with them, so yeah, um, yeah, there. That's what we're. So that's the other project that I'm working on right now. And um, yeah, to answer the rest of your questions. Um, you can you can support me by following um, unprecedented um, on Instagram. Um, okay. It is uh, um, unprecedented shy. Um, you, you want me to spell that out because people 
but it, go for it if you need to, man. Yeah. I'm I'm about to look it up right now on Instagram. It's unprecedented, right? Yeah, unprecedented. Shy, C H I. So yeah, it's U N P R E C E D E N T E D C H I. Um, and you'll see what we're all about. Um, so yeah, go ahead, give us a follow, um, share, support, donate. Um, and you can follow me personally um, on my Instagram, uh, Steve D. Wilson. Steve, Steve, I think I got it. Is this it? Let me see if you can. Yep, that's it. it. That's it. I don't know why my camera's. No, I, I saw it. You saw it? Yep. There, I saw you. It. there you go. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. So I got you. I'm following you. Man, you're doing great work, man. At 22, I, uh, man, I wish I was able to do that. <laughs> had the foresight that you have, man. Great, great, great job. That. that makes me so proud, man. Um, we, I know we just talked through LinkedIn, but just hearing your story and then hearing just, you know, you know, you're able to your ability to tell, you know, your vision, what you want to do. I, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we had to sit down in this conversation. I definitely want to keep in contact with you. Of course. Um, and then follow up. And um, yeah. yeah, just just make sure that, you know, we stay in touch. But Steve Wilson, thank you so much for being on the Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate and promote positive stories about black men, which you are one of. We appreciate your time, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, awesome. All right. You have a good night. You as well. All right.